This is take four. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I'm the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! It is 11.51 p.m. on April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. No fools in my house. So, today, um, I'm going to to be doing some new formatting on my podcast. I might redo the opening, and I might redo some of the ways that I... I want it to be more like a more of an upbeat sort of a talk radio show than like just a straight old podcast about me babbling on about stuff. As I want to make it like more fun. Okay, so I'm going to be working on that over the next few weeks probably. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. I wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? And I'm going to be changing up my topics. Um, Restless Legs is going to still be a huge topic because it's something that rules my whole life. But I will also be going back to some of my other topics because there's some really urgent stuff happening in the world right now. And I don't know if we have time to really wait to talk about those things. Um, Anyway, today I did go to Disney World. And I haven't gone since I got my job. And there was this thing called Spring Break, which gave me a week off. And during that time, here in Florida, they passed a bill called the quote-unquote don't say gay bill, but it's actually an anti-pedophile grooming bill for schools. Actually, what it really is is an anti-sex education for minors in a public schools bill without without the consent of parents. So what the bill is actually about, and it concerns me because it means that they had to make a bill. The fact that they had to make a bill to prevent this means that it was happening. So what this bill is, is if you have a kid that is between the kindergarten and third grade, the teacher in the class is not allowed to talk to them about sex or sexuality or things of that nature. And I got no problem with that. I got no I think they should make it for until, well, when I was a kid, we had hygiene in the sixth grade for one week, okay? It was an interruption of our semester, and they had what they called a public hygiene class, and the boys went in one class, and the girls went in another class, and they talked to us about basic, they talked about sexually transmitted diseases, And they talked about how to prevent them. And they talked about the anatomy of the different humans and how they change starting within a couple of years from the time that we learned about it. So sixth grade, what, 13 years old, something like that. Uh, And so, um, you know, right before puberty. At that time, there was maybe slight curiosity, slight 
any. It was more a thing to giggle and snicker about. And really, the teacher didn't want to teach it, and the students didn't want to learn it. And afterwards, everybody giggled and snickered and made fun and made names. And it really, I thought it was unnecessary, frankly. I mean, the things I learned about sex, I learned it the, the way that humans all learn about what they like about sex. You know, you could teach a kid, a three-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a lot of stuff. They're hearing words. When they grow up and become 16 or 15, they're going to have a desire that's going to come innately within them. And uh, whatever you try to do to them as a kid is going to be turned around and they're going to hate you. So if you have a kid who is innately homosexual, let's say, and you try to just make him straight during his growing up years, I've heard it a million times. I know it's true. They are going to eventually have a desire that they cannot stop. And they're going to hate you for not trying to accept it. That does not mean that you have to thrust upon them. Another, on the other side of that, they're going to not want you to be, let's put it this way, they don't, they don't want you to be involved in anything that has to do with their sex life. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. <laughs> Period. They don't want it any more than you want them involved in yours. Okay? When your kid is having sex, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know who. They don't want you to know nothing about it. And if you try to get involved in it, you're going to get resented. And what my parents did for me, I thought was very mature. My mother and my father, they told me that they did not... um, they told me that they wanted me to be healthy and be safe and that whatever proclivities or whatever things that I did was none of their business, but that they wanted me to know that I had to be safe and be healthy. And my mom, when I was about 14 years old, came into my room with a box of condoms like a, a shoe box of condoms and told me, here, be safe. I don't want to know how you use these. And I just looked at her and said, you're awfully confident in me. Thanks. And my dad was similar in that way. And they didn't want to know what or who I was using the condoms on. They just wanted me to use them if I was going to have a need for using them. And they did not talk to me about it until I was age appropriate. I was showing signs of a person who probably was sexual. You understand? Like when a kid reaches a certain age, they start to, I mean, the sexual desire matures in people between the ages of probably 13 I mean, it can probably be even younger, but 13 and up, 
And as they get closer to 16, 17, 18, 19, they get horny. And when that occurs, I think that a parent who is astute, who's in tune with their kid, can figure out that that kid has become sexual. If not actually practicing sex, at least as a person who has desires. You know what I mean? And any astute parent would recognize that and they would know that it's age appropriate at this time to, I don't know, you don't want to get involved in the topic, but they, you know, you have the quote unquote talk, you know, the birds and the bees. Like, I don't think it needs to be like all about everything. I think you need to tell the kid, be safe and be healthy. And if the kid is a homosexual, they're going to know what they desire. And if you have the admonishment of being safe and being healthy and just warn them that there's a lot of people out there that will take advantage of people that are innocent or that people's desires can be taken advantage of, then I think that's all they need to know. And as far as kids go under the age of 16, if you come to my kid and you start talking about sex with my kid and you're an adult and my kid is 16, uh, it's inappropriate. And the things that were in this bill, this bill that Ron DeSantis signed, it simply states that the kid between K through three, and I think that's way too little, cannot be having sexual discussions in the classroom by the teacher. It's inappropriate. And if it does come up in the classroom, the parent needs to be notified. Okay, and I could see how it could come up in the classroom, but if it comes up, it should come up organically from the child in the form of a question or a statement. Like if the kid comes into the classroom and it's in the second grade and they and they're drawing a they're they're drawing a color they're coloring on their drawing and they draw a big penis on a stick figure or they draw some boobs on their folder and the teacher sees it. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. Okay, the appropriate response is what? A, have a class discussion about boobs and penises right then and there in the second grade. B, take the kid aside and uh, tell him that that is inappropriate or scold him in front of the rest of the class, something more like that, or C, discuss with the parent and have the parent-teacher conversation and then either the parent handle it or the teacher handle it depending on what they decide together. So let's put it this way. When I was in the maybe fourth grade, I started drawing on folders. I didn't like school very well. I like to draw my folder and I had seen these comic books that I liked and they had these women that were dressed in like bikinis and it was like a comic book and they were just, it was just a type of cartoon drawing and I was trying to copy it. I was trying to make like a stick figure woman as quickly as possible, like using stick figure stuff and they were all over my folders, these women and um, in all different positions and not sexual, but just riding bikes and doing stuff 
And teacher never said anything to me, but my mom said something about it. You know, but if, if the teacher had seen it, I don't know. I just, I think the, the appropriate response is to tell the parent. You know, these things are always touchy and difficult, but it doesn't belong. They do not need to have curriculum that discusses homosexual relationships for third graders. If the third grader is going to be a homosexual, they'll do it on their own. And as much as I know and love many homosexual people, I don't know how to put this in a way. I don't... Um, I don't... And I, this goes for straight people, too, that have, I don't know, slight differences in the way they like to express themselves sexually. And let me tell you something. I was young once, and I had many, many very strange desires and, and fantasies and things that I maybe would or wouldn't do. I'm not going to say. That doesn't mean that I think it's normal. And that doesn't mean that I would want to do make those things you know available to children and i mean as an adult and the older of an adult i get there was a period where i was very curious about sex then there was a period where i knew what i needed to know then there was a period where i was a little excessive and then it became kind of dull and then there was a period where i just is, was not i'm not that interested anymore and I think that all those things happen quite naturally. And I did not need any help from my parents or a school. What I needed help from were other people interested in the same sorts of things as me. And that was something that I, I discovered on my own. And I think it's best. Um, and so I, I, don't, I don't disagree with the law. But here's what my problem is. I really love Disneyland. And I, I grew up on Disney cartoons. I love Mary Poppins. I love the music. There's To me, it's all great. But now it's tainted. Because I, I, even if I didn't take a stand on the bill itself, the fact that Disney is taking a stand, such a stand against parents and for sexualizing of children, it's creepy to me. And it taints, it makes, go. I, I went on the rides today and it felt really weird and creepy and ugly and dirty, you know? And it's tainted now for me. And I don't know, I've moved on a little bit in my own life because I took some acting class and some things have opened up for me that I'm interested in. And so some things have shifted since the days that I was going to Disney World, you know, to grieve my dead father. And the days when I was a kid and I just went to Disneyland because I loved it. Uh, Disneyland has, in my life, made a progression of its own. Um, but it was not magical today. And it was a sad day at Disneyland. And it was raining and cold. Not cold, hot, actually, and rainy. And, I mean, the haunted house is going to always be great. You know, the Peter Pan ride is going to always be great. Winnie the Pooh. But it just felt gross and dirty and just pedophilic. I was unhappy about it. Anyways, uh, I'm going to leave this podcast open 
and maybe come back later and check back in. It's going to be a, a restless legs podcast tonight. Um, if you know, like my, my goal is that if I get up at the night and I want to like report live from restless legs, here's what it feels like. So right now it's after 12 and I'm going to go in my room and lay down. And in, in probably about an hour, I can pretty much guarantee I'll be up again. And I'll come back and see if I have anything more to say. Okay, thanks for listening. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.